This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, Episode 223, Ultimate Spider-Man Comic Book Retrospective, featuring guest host Jonathan Becker from the now-defunct Static Blade Podcast. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Strangers. (laughs) To boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did so wise, was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Strangers and Aliens, the podcast about science fiction, fantasy, imagination, and of course, faith in God and Jesus Christ. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Evan David, and I'm here alone for now. We're here for a special episode of the show, and by special, I mean just, just kind of unique because they're... We haven't really done something like this, to my knowledge, before. For those of you who don't know, I uh, joined the podcast late um, for the first couple, couple, for the first like 150 or so episodes of the show, it was uh, Ben, uh, Dr. Jace, and Steve McDonald. And uh, then they asked me to come and be part of the show once Dr. Jace had to step back a little bit. And before I was on this show, I had another podcast that I tried to start up. We got to about uh, 17 episodes and, yeah, whatever. It was it was fun to do, and uh, we, it was a lot like this show. Uh, this show was actually the inspiration for that uh, podcast. It was called the Static Blade Podcast, where we cut through the static of uh, popular culture with the blade of the word of God. And also we take the static of the popular culture and forge it into a blade that can cut our hearts and uh, show us truth uh, from the word of God through the different media and things that we intake. Uh, And so a lot of those episodes, they're okay. But there was one in particular that was my favorite and it's on one of my favorite subjects And so I talked to Ben, and he said it'd be fine if I republished that episode here on the Strangers and Aliens feed. And uh, so before we jump into that, let me give you a brief uh, preface here. Uh, I had a couple of other co-hosts on that other show. One of them was Jonathan Becker, or J-Beck, as we call him affectionately. I traveled with this guy for three years on a life-action ministry team. We went all around the country, um, setting up revival meetings and things, and uh, and just serving together pretty much every day for three whole years um, during during about the when the school year happens. 
and so uh, it was we're we're thick as thieves we're very close friends and he agreed to come on and be a, a part of the the podcast with me uh he's from mississippi and uh, I got him, I kind of got him into comic books. He's always interested in superheroes and stuff, but I I kind of I'll take credit for getting him into reading the actual comics. And so one of the comic book series I urged him to read was Ultimate Spider-Man, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man. And uh, it is it's I know that Superman is my favorite uh, superhero. I say that a lot, but. Ultimate Spider-Man is my favorite comic book series. And I'm not even a Marvel guy. I'm a DC guy. But Ultimate Spider-Man is far and away my absolute favorite comic series. And so this episode is going, or this episode of the uh, the Static Blade podcast that we're redoing here on the uh, Strangers and Aliens podcast is all about uh, a, or a review of the Ultimate Spider-Man comic series. And uh, there's a non-spoiler section, and there's a spoiler section. So, uh, you know, if you if you think you might want to read that or you don't know, uh, keep listening because we'll we'll talk about it without spoilers. And then if you you don't care, then you can listen to it with the spoilers. Oh, and I do want to say that uh, if it sounds like I'm cutting JBEC off a lot in the episode, I'm actually not. When uh, we were recording this, we had a weird setup. Uh, where we had to record our own voices on our own computers. We had to push the record button at the same time, and then uh, he sent his half to me, and I kind of stitched them together, and uh, it's a little bit off. So whenever we're like talking back and forth, it sounds like I'm always trying to interrupt him to say what I want to say, and that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm not doing that. It's a editing thing. So, okay, I've talked enough. Without further ado, here's past Evan and his good friend Jonathan Becker talking about the Ultimate Spider-Man comic series. Welcome to Static Blade Podcast. This is our third. <laughs> this is our third episode, and uh, I am one of your co-hosts. And maybe we'll get it right one yep, day. One day. I am one of your co-hosts, Evan David, and I am joined by my other co-host, Jonathan Becker, aka J Beck, aka J. John, Beck. if you're from Nebraska. Oh, he remembers. I do. I do. Uh, Jonathan David is not here with us, aka Jonathan Prime, because this is a special episode uh, in which our, we are reviewing Ultimate Spider-Man: The Comic Book Series. We are reviewing this because. Uh, it is my personal favorite comic book series that I've ever read, and uh, Jonathan Becker just got into it, and in fact, he just finished reading the entire series on Marvel Unlimited, with, and the series has been in publication for what, like 15 years? Yeah, since like 2000. Yep. So he just read 15 years worth of comic books uh, in the past month or two, <laughs> and uh, so now that he's... Make me sound like a major it, Well, hey... Comics are Who has no fun to read. I'm just saying. It's pretty easy to read them. Uh, so we're going to review this thing because he enjoyed the series. And like I said, it's one of my absolute favorites. So I hope that while you're listening, if you're a fan of the series, you'll enjoy this commentary. If not, if you've never even heard of it or have never read it before, hopefully it'll get you interested. And uh, because if you want to read a comic book series, this is one I would highly recommend that you check out. 
Yeah, it's worth a worth a worth a gander. <laughs> is that even the right word? I don't know. I just I lost all sense you're, of vocabulary. You're the one from the south, man. You tell me. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's uh, so that's why we're doing this because I I love it and Jbeck says he likes it and he enjoyed it too. So. Uh, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about what it is first before we go much further. We're going to we're going to talk a little bit about it and give you a little review with no spoilers. Then we're going to play our spoiler sounder and then we're going to go a little bit more in depth. Uh, whether or not you care or not is up to you and you can continue listening after that, but we're going to we're going to start off with no spoilers. So, what is Ultimate Spider-Man? Back in 2000, Marvel decided to uh, redo or not redo reboot some of their series uh not totally restarting and paving over everything they'd already done but launch a separate comic book universe okay so they decided to launch the ultimate marvel universe in which all your favorite marvel characters appear but they have uh, a whole new start point a whole new origin that can sometimes be very similar to their normal origin or be drastically different but the idea behind it was to give readers a fresh start because when you wanted to go read a Spider-Man comic, you'd come in in the middle of the story, but he had like 30, 40 years of history behind this character that you'd be reading in the comic books and they'd constantly be referencing that stuff and you'd, you'd have to go look it up or ask a friend, you like, what's, what's this, where, where did this come from? Or they'd have to lay it out in the comic book panel for you and say, Go back and check issue number blah 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 to find out what happened or what Spider-Man's talking about. And so they did this to give readers a fresh start to attract new readers, younger readers, uh, and to piggyback kind of on the actually the excitement of the new Spider-Man movie that was coming out at the time, which was the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Hmm. Uh, so that's why they did it, and I'm very glad they did it because uh, Ultimate Spider-Man was actually my first Marvel comic that I really got into. Uh, and it was kind of my gateway drug to the Marvel Universe, uh, if you don't mind that analogy. Uh, and so... If you do, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I started reading it when I... How old was I? I might have been 10 years old. Maybe 12, maybe 12 or 13. But I, I really, really enjoy the series. Um, basically, what they do is they, they reboot it they make Spider-Man, he's 15 years old again, which is what he was back in the 1960s uh, when he first came out. So he's, he's a 15-year-old kid in the modern world, and he gets bitten by this no longer radioactive spider, but a genetically enhanced spider, and it gives him spider powers. And a lot of the story actually is very true to the original Spider-Man stories, with just a little bit of an updated twist here and there with different characters, different the different villain characters. And we're going to talk about that later in the spoiler section. But man, they go through they go through all the famous Spider-Man story arcs: Green Goblin, Kingpin, Doctor Octopus, Craven the Hunter, the Spidey Imposter, uh, Venom. He meets the X-Men, Black Cat, Carnage, Human Torch, Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, Hobgoblin, Silver Sable, Deadpool, Morbius, The Clone Saga, Moon Knight, Iron Fist, Daredevil, Elektra, Avengers, and the Ultimate Universe. They call the Avengers the Ultimates. Uh, the Sinister Six, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which if you don't know the old TV show, that's uh, Iceman from the X-Men and uh, another superhero called Firestorm, who's a girl. Uh, meets Omega, Omega Red, Shocker, Magneto, Mysterio, Rick Jones, Chameleon, The Prowler, and uh, they even go through the Spider-Man No More story arc. So if you're a Spider-Man fan, if you know anything about what we're talking about, I mean, there's Gwen Stacy, there's... Uh, 
Aunt May, there's Mary Jane, everything you love about Spider-Man is in this. Some of it is slight, got a slight twist to it, which I don't mind. I actually like some of the stuff in the Ultimate Universe better than traditional Marvel. And uh, I'm just going to flat out say it. If, there's a if you want to read a Spider-Man comic book, forget all the other ones. Read this. I said it. I did it. I know some people would be... Wow. Yep. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, so before we get into the spoilers, John J. Beck, is there anything that you can tell us uh, that what's your favorite thing about the series in general? Um, without getting too, without doing any real spoilers, what's your favorite thing about the series in general, do you think? Um, it's a pretty, a pretty easy read. Um, uh, the stories the stories are pretty good. I I'm from someone who I didn't really grow up reading comics, but I did grow up watching the Spider-Man cartoon from the nineties, mm -hmm. which was the best. And so that is that is my reference for everything. Um, and so it was. In a lot of ways, it was different than that. In some ways, it was uh, had some similarities, kind of like Evan said, because I guess that pulls from I don't know what that pulls from comic wise mm. um so while i enjoy that well that's like my favorite version of spider-man i could still enjoy the ultimate spider-man as well yeah i'd say my favorite thing about the series is just the character of of peter parker uh the way they portray him in this is just slightly a little bit different than the uh regular spider-man and i think that's a good thing um spider-man in I don't think this is going to be a spoiler thing. Spider-Man in the original comics, he he lives by that mantra, you know, great power comes great responsibility. But while he is doing Spider-Man, he is he is he's famous for just letting down everybody uh, that he is closest to, right? So he's supposed to be, you know, there for Aunt May, he's supposed to be there for Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy, what have you. He's never there because he's always caught up in the world of Spider-Man and doing these things. So he he's doing the right thing in one area, but he's he's letting people down left and right over here. And I think in the Ultimate Spider-Man, there is a little bit of that, but it's not nearly as prevalent. And he does sacrifice, but it's mostly very personal, very deep sacrifice on his own part and not necessarily at the expense of the other people in his life. Yeah, but I also think part of that, the way it is in Ultimate, is because everyone knows he's Spider-Man. <laughs> That's true. A lot more people in the Ultimate Universe know that he's Spider-Man than they do in the, uh, the regular Marvel Universe. But we'll get into that. Okay. Yeah. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rank this thing? Oh, scale of 1 to 10. Um, based on the other comics you've read, based on your knowledge of Spider-Man and, and whatnot, what would you... I'm going to go with the 7. Okay. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite comic I've ever read. Um, Which would be? It's probably... My favorite comic... Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, Hush, Batman Hush was really yeah. good. I like that one. But I also love that Superman comic that you got the, from the, the 80s. Man of Steel miniseries. Man of Steel, that one's really good too. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, it's probably probably between those two. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. 
It's not my favorite. Okay. Out of 10, I would give it a 10.5. I was was trying to think of a good reaction, a good comeback, something something to say, and I I had something kind of on the tip of my tongue, and it just... My, my mouth Sorry. <laughs> Needless to say, I cannot recommend a comic series higher to anyone than Ultimate Spider-Man, the series. It has my highest praise, which is one of the reasons why we're reviewing it. Um, you know what? You know what I will say too, though, is that Ultimate Spider-Man is probably the only series that I've ever really read. Okay. You um, just mostly read standalone graphic novels and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really. I guess it's the first the first series I've jumped into, um, and now I'm I'm working through working my way through some okay. other ones, but uh, Ultimate X Men was the first one that I like got hooked on a series. Ultimate Spider Man or Ultimate X Men? Ultimate Spider Man. You said Ultimate, Ultimate X Men. <laughs> it's the same. It, it is, is the same. Okay, uh, and my last thing before we get into spoilers. Uh, who would you recommend this to? If you were going to recommend this comic series to someone. Who would I recommend yeah. it to? Like President Obama? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't understand okay, the so question. Okay, so let me answer it first, then maybe this will give you an idea. So if I was going to write, if you are interested in getting into comic books, I recommend this series to you. Like I said, it's a good gateway drug to comics. What type of people? Yeah, what would you recommend? There you go. This? What type of people would you recommend this to? That's, I didn't Sorry. know if you if that's what you meant. If you were like, you know, if this we're going a little sub subgroup off that, you know, like what age group or what, you know, how what type, we, what age? How, like what? Who who would you recommend <laughs> this to? My next door neighbor? Sorry. <laughs> what type of person would you recommend this to? Yes. Okay. So I'd recommend it to someone who wants to get into comics. I would recommend it to anybody who likes Spider-Man, anybody who likes Marvel, because this this series has cameos out the wazoo, so you're going to be seeing lots of your favorite Marvel characters. Um, And I would also recommend it to younger uh, readers, and by younger I mean like 12, 13-year-old who wants to get into comic books. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend most comic books for anybody under... 11 or 12, unless it's like the, specifically the kid comic books, like something like Sonic the Hedgehog or, or something like that. Because they've got, it's got a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in comics that I don't think is very beneficial for, for kid kids. But if you're a preteen teenager, this is a good one for sure. It has, there's a couple issues where there's some, some immodesty. Um, the language is very mild. Um, mild to non-existent. Yeah, mild to non-existent. In most comics. And uh, the only, yeah, the only stipulation I would, I would say is that there there is some immodesty, um, but one uh, thing I would recommend for that, and like you're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to find comics without immodesty, but one thing I would recommend to that if you've got uh, like a, a young boy or or a, a teenage boy who wants to get into comics, uh, maybe. I had my friends do this uh, who were girls. Would I would give them my comics, and then they'd draw clothes on the immodest ladies with a Sharpie, and then I could enjoy the story without having to worry about stumbling. So that's just one one tip for you new comic people. 
Yeah, I would agree with pretty much everything Evan said on that. Um, I think it's a solid comic to start with. I don't know if you're a Spider-Man fan. I mean, I feel like it's a good comic for kids. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not talking, like, super young. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a parent. I don't want to try to say, you know, like, hey, this is okay for your kid to read or not to read. Uh, of course, it's up to, um, it's up to the parents. Yeah. Not that I, not that I'm, not that I'm, that sounds like I'm judging you, Evan, for what you said. Right. I'm not judging you. Oh, right. I know. No, that's fine. You, no. So, don't, if you're listening and you hear this, I'm not judging Evan or saying this. This is why we like to him, have him saying that. you on the show, man, because I know we're going to have differing opinions, and that's what makes a show interesting to listen to. So. Yeah, I just don't trust myself to say, hey, this is good for, okay. because I would probably lean to a little bit more, like, I mean, it's fine for, like, eight, nine-year-olds to read. Okay. But, I don't know, some of their parents may not want them to that's read true. that. And that's fine. It's up to them. All right. Well, now that we've given you our recommendations, we have uh, kind of recommended this, this series to you, we are going to get into spoiler territory. So, if you don't, if you if you want to read the comic series now and you don't want to uh, get spoiled... Uh, I would recommend go ahead and go ahead and turn it off because we're gonna we're gonna spoil some stuff. But if you are intrigued but want to know a little bit more, keep on listening. You might find some stuff that make you want to read it even more in the next section. So, and uh, before we do, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, you can find the entire series on Marvel Unlimited, which is a Marvel's comic book app. And if you pay ten dollars a month, you can have unlimited access to all their comics, pretty much all their comics that are available on the Marvel app, and the entire Ultimate seri- uh, Spider-Man series, and all the rest of the Ultimate books for the different, like Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Fantastic Four, what have you. It's all going to be on there. Uh, you can cancel it after one month if you want to. Um, it is well worth your money. It's a great deal. I read, okay, so it's $10 a month. I read $90 worth of comics in... Uh, three hours right after I got it. So I was like, this is a great investment. Well, like Evan said, I mean, I read pretty much the whole series yeah. in like a month yeah. or two. So, so it was if you want to read comics, that is, that's probably the best bang for your buck right there. So, all right, let's get into spoilers starting now. Danger. Spoilers. Okay, welcome to Spoilerland. And uh, we are going to just review some stuff uh, and by doing that, what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about our favorite uh, arcs, villains, whatever, and, and hopefully it's entertaining to you, and uh, hopefully it gets you interested in the series. So, Jay Beck, let's get started here. I know we talked a little bit about this before the show, uh, but do you have a favorite story arc? You can name more than one. What What is, what is your favorite story arc in the in the series? Mm, my favorite story arc, gosh. I don't know. I get confused. I get them all mixed up, and I think because I read them so fast, mm-hmm. I don't remember them very well. Um, I guess I'm a big fan. I'm always a fan of like origin stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think that's an interesting thing. Uh, I don't know what story arc this is, or I guess this is maybe more than one story arc, but the parts where... Uh, I just got the Iceman and the Torch start to live yes. with him, and they're in the comics all the yep. time. Like those comics, I like. That was that. fun. <clears throat> yeah, so those were those were some good times. Yeah. So at one point, um, at one point, uh, Johnny Storm and Iceman from X Men come and they stay in Peter Parker's house with Aunt May and everything, and they're all roommates, and it's like a big boarding house full of 
teenage superheroes. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I maybe if I had to pick a favorite story, I like Black Cat. Really? I thought those I thought those were interesting stories. I thought they're funny. I love the part where she like she's you know, going to kiss him and then she, That's the best that's hilarious. <laughs> so she goes to kiss him and they're kissing and then she pulls off his mask and she's like, You're fifteen <laughs> She like freaks out and runs away and I I don't know, I love the stories with uh with uh, the kingpin. Oh yeah, I think that's interesting because the kingpin, you know, he's not like a a super villain per right. se, but he's just he's just like a bad guy who like runs New York. Yeah, and I love Peter Parker. Like, just has such a problem with him. He just like hates him. He's like he every time they have a kingpin in the comics, he's just like, how how can this guy just do whatever he wants and not get you know, not suffer the consequences and everybody just lets it. I think it's an applicable, I think it's an applicable question even in like today's world. Absolutely. And I think that's why the character, because it rings so true to us. Mm -hmm. That's why it's such a good character. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's your favorite? All right. My favorite, I I listed a couple, but I really like the Carnage uh, story arc. Number one, Eh. Well, I know you. You told me you didn't like that one as much, but I like it because they tie into Peter's dad and the stuff they do with him, and it's it's just a very like interpersonal arc for Peter. Yeah. Um. And what, I didn't like. I didn't mind the carnage as much. I didn't like Venom more. I I just liked Venom. I just liked the whole Spider Man being taken. I don't. I so in the Ultimate Universe, listeners. Uh, in the, in the regular Marvel Universe, Venom is a symbiote alien from outer space who falls, who comes down on a shuttle, I think, and and uh, he, like on the side of a shuttle with like residue, and he comes off, and then he, you know, covers Peter's body, and that's how he gets the black suit. Um, but then in uh, in the Ultimate Universe, Venom is a invention of Peter Parker and Eddie Brock's fathers who were working on a cure for cancer, and this was something that they had created like a suit that would latch onto your body and then help your body find the cure to cancer within itself. And of course, then it goes terribly wrong and turns into venom. So I, I like that origin a lot better than him being an alien. And actually now I'm remembering, uh, he, Peter originally got the suit in the original comics from the secret wars, uh, big giant Marvel event, which you can also read on Marvel unlimited. So I don't know. I like it better than him being an alien. I, I don't know. I like the storyline. I guess I'm fine with the storyline. I just felt like when he actually attached to Spider-Man, it was like done and over with super quick, and that was it. Like, all right. Oh, like he didn't stay on Spider-Man very long. Yeah, like they didn't. There wasn't really this fight. There wasn't this battle within him, and I don't know. I just didn't like it as much. Well, I, I mean, I liked when like he realizes that the suit is bad and making him bad, and he tries to get out of it, and the suit basically tries to eat him. Instead of like trying to stay bonded, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, well. Oh, so yeah, I would say the carnage, and then uh, I I also really loved. I'll say this once. I I also really loved the X Men arc. Whenever Peter's with the X Men, it's just super funny, and <laughs> I just I just love it when he's interacting with them. Yeah, I I like I like when him and Wolverine work, work together. 
couple, you know, there are a couple times they get together. Mm-hmm. I just read the one in the Ultimate X Men uh, of Wolverine and him working together, and it's funny. I like, I like Peter Park, Peter Parker's, Peter Parker's personality. Yeah, I just think it's his sarcasm, jokes kind of make me laugh. Yeah, it's a little bit different than uh, in uh, the regular Marvel Universe. Uh, I'm trying to think of a word. He's a, I think he's a lot more snarky in Ultimate Comics mm-hmm. than than regular Peter is, which I like. Yeah, I like it. But he's only snarky to people who deserve it. All right. So what? What you can you give me your least favorite story arc? Unless you already talked about it. No, my least favorite. Definitely has to be the Clone Saga. Are you serious? I put that as one of my favorites. I know. And that's when I realized that it's one of my least favorites. Why? I just thought that was dumb. I was like, this is ridiculous. This is just a stupid storyline. <laughs> I hate this. Can we just be done with this? Aunt May almost dies. His father, Semi, comes back from the dead. Semi. <clears throat> yeah. Aunt May kicks him out of the yeah. house. Kicks Peter out of the house. And it's just... A- it was just a dumb storyline. Listeners, if you don't know, the Clone Saga was actually an original Spider-Man, original Marvel uh, comic c- series that was pretty controversial and not mm-hmm. a lot of people liked the outcome of it, if I remember correctly. So they redid it in the Ultimate Universe and it had the same effect on J. Beck. Well, it's just like we've run out of anything else to write about. We'll write I thought... About this. We'll write about clones. I thought it was... That's like the culmination of... Uh, of that whole beginning uh, arc of Spider-Man. So, there, Ultimate Spider-Man has been written, every issue has been written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who's a great comic book writer. He, he's written a lot He's written a lot of the big events for Marvel in the recent years, uh, and he's written this entire series. And for the first 120 or so issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, it was him and the same artist, Mark Bagley, and they broke the record for the longest-running writer and artist uh, duo partnership, uh, which was which was before that was held by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. So, oh, yeah. there you go. The more you so know. that Clone Saga was at the end of their run together. So it's kind of like the finale to their partnership. And I didn't like the new guy who started doing the art. I couldn't stand that. That art was awful. It took a while to get used to it, I will admit that. I didn't... I never got used to it. I thought it was terrible. I don't know if they switched artists again like, after that. Because I started liking it when, like, Bobby and... And and, uh, and Johnny Storm were living with him. I At the end of that one, I started liking it again. So I don't know if he, he just refined no. his art style or if it was a different artist. No, because I remember you telling me that. And I still never no. liked it. I just thought it was ridiculous. It looked too much like anime or something. He, yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was leaning heavy on the anime side. I'm, you know, like all right, anime is fine, whatever. But this is Spider Man. There was a point after Mark Bagley quit that uh, Peter's hair was out of control and like out of control. <laughs> it was ridiculous, and it didn't look realistic at all. It looked terrible. And they gave him the haircut. Yes. Though. Because everybody, even the people in the comic books were like, your hair's out of control. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they knew. It's probably because the fans were in there like, cut his hair. It looks terrible. Yeah. It was crazy. All right. Um, all right. So this is a good one. So all of the, uh, for the most part, 
all the villains got a little bit of got a little tweak in the Ultimate Universe. Um, and a lot of the heroes did too. So what was your favorite revamped villain? Or some give me two um, of your favorite revamped villains for the I like the Kingpin. Yeah, it's because um, they didn't like really said, revamp him at all. <laughs> well, that's fine. I like I'm I'm picking. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> uh I man, I didn't that was one of my biggest problems, I think, was the villains. Uh I just didn't like the villains as much in it. Um, I like Mysterio. I thought Mysterio. Was that decent. was sweet. I like. Um, I liked his costume revamp, but then the big twist was that Ultimate Mysterio was actually just regular Universe Mysterio who had found a way to cross the universes, and he disguised himself as a new form of Mysterio, and that was a that was cool. That was a big twist. I'm not sure that you're right on. That I'm. Point. I'm right. You can look it up. I'm telling you. <laughs> This is going to be... Okay, fine. I'll okay. trust you on this one. But this is... I'm afraid we're going to have another... Uh, what was that movie with the, with the magicians? Uh, Prestige. Prestige. Uh, another Prestige yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I... There's somebody else I was going to say. If you guys don't know, uh, which you probably don't, we will all... Jonathan and I watched the Prestige together, and I was convinced I had it figured out this one way for so long, but then it turns out I was, like, dead wrong about what I thought happened. But he, he and somebody else were arguing about this yeah. or whatever. I think Evan literally said, I will bet you a million dollars at yeah, one point. Yeah, and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> it was a, it was a yeah, fun moment, yeah. though. Um, I do... I, I, I like the shocker. I think he's... Fun. Yes! He's on my list! But at the same time... But at the same time, I don't like him because... You're, kind of like, you're just really... Lucky. Okay, so... So, in the regular comics universe, the Shocker is the guy who kind of looks like a yellow cushion. And he has vibration powers in his wrist gauntlets, and he can shoot vibrating stuff. He's not Electro, which is the guy from the new uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie. This is a different guy. So, in the Ultimate Universe, they basically make him a running gag through the entire first part of the series where he like thinks he's like this big bad guy, but Spider-Man is able to just take him down and, like, Two seconds every time. He's always like a passive yeah, villain. Yeah, Like he's never. He's like he's like a he's like a like, cold open villain. Like the you open the comic book and like oh what's Spider Man doing? Oh he's taking down Electro again. Right. Let's get to the main guy. Except not Electro. Oh yeah 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 sorry. Shocker. Not, or or the Ringer. The Ringer also really made me laugh. One thing that they talk about in there a lot or in there a few times is there. You know the different superheroes come in or whatever. Like you have the worst villains, <laughs> and I think it's so true. <laughs> like they mentioned this in the comics. Like your villains are the worst, <laughs> and they are. Yes. Not the worst in like the evilest. The worst in like they're just lame. yeah yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I I had the shocker on my list for one of my favorites because, and I love how Spider Man learns his real name and just calls him by his first name all the time. It's like so condescending. He's like Herman. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. So funny. Okay. So I had the shocker on there. Um, and then uh, Norman Osborn. Nope. Worst one. <laughs> I know. I knew you would say this. Worst one. Okay. Well, all right. That's the only reason you put him no, on there. No. I love Norman Osborn in the Ultimate Comic Books because I hate him so much. He's the guy you just love to hate because he is so 
evil. So why don't you like him? And then I'll tell you why I do like him. What? Why don't Why don't you like him? And then I'll tell oh. you why I do like him. I I don't mind him as Norman. My problem is the Green okay. Goblin. Okay, I can see that. Why? That part is re- because he like transforms into like the Hulk. The Green Goblin is not the Hulk. And I just it's ridiculous. He has no he never has a glider. How do you have the Green Goblin without the glider? It's true. How do you have a goblin? A a gliderless goblin. It's true. In the world of Spider-Man, it ought not be. <laughs> and yet it is. I can see where you're coming from. I'm fine. I I like the character of Norman himself, I think. Um I can I can live with him. I just can't stand when he becomes the Green Goblin. Okay. Yeah, in the Ultimate Universe. So here's why I like him. Because in the main Marvel Comic Universe, Norman is... He's evil, okay? And then when he's on the Goblin Juice, he's kind of like Joker crazy. You know what I'm saying? But but then in just regular, he's just... Without the Goblin Juice, he's just like a bad guy. He's just evil. In the Ultimate Comic Universe, he starts out as a bad guy, and then he just goes totally Cocoa Puffs Fruit Loop crazy. And it's not because of the Goblin Juice, he's just insane. And not like Joker crazy, but just like seeing visions and thinking he's talking to God and needs to kill everybody because he's crazy. His son. And crazy. <laughs> just the he's so crazy and he's like he's like criminally not criminally insane, just like murderously insane. And the way they just portray it, it it's just so interesting to me. And it just makes for such a good main villain for Peter. Because all Peter wants to do is live his life in peace. And Norman is just, he's insane and fixated on Peter. And he thinks Peter's his son and wants to be some sort of weird father figure to him. It's weird. And I I, I like the way they do that. I think it's a, a much better character portrayal than regular Norman Osborn. That's just why I like him. Okay. I think he's just a great villain. Like I said, I'm fine with Norman. I can't deal with the Goblin. Yes, the Goblin is a big departure from regular Goblin. He does turn into like a Hulk-like thing and can throw fireballs and turn his skin. <laughs> and can turn his skin on fire and he has giant horns grown out of it's his like head. Like Bowser. Yeah. He's like Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> so without the shell, if Bowser didn't have the shell, you have the Green Goblin. <laughs> that is almost true. All right. I oh I forgot to, I forgot to say my least favorite story arc. My oh, my yeah. least favorite story arc is anything with Iron Fist or Moon Knight. What did you like? I them? I despise them. Moon fi- M- Moon Fist Moon Knight is kind of weird. He's weird. I've never had any experience with him before. I've never even heard of him before. Me neither. Comic, these comics and he was super. Yeah, weird. I didn't like him at all. And Iron Fist, I just like. Why are you in my comic book? Like, I'm go away. I, I have never had a good experience with Iron Fist until I watched that Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon. And he was played by the same guy who played Robin on Batman the Animated Series, which is probably why I liked him in that. Oh. Yeah, but I read him in this comic book, and then I saw him on the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, TV show, which you should not watch because it's nothing like the comic book, and it's really lame. Um, I watched it with my nephew. Okay, it's not it's, it's okay. But just because it bears the name of Ultimate Spider-Man, I don't like it because it's nothing like... They stole the character designs from the main... From the 
the comic books, but then the character portrayal is nothing like they I are think, in the, the book. I think Peter's attitude is kind of... He's got a little bit more of a start he's to way, him. way more whiny in the show. More childish. And childish. Well, yes, because it's made for a younger kids. It's made for a younger audience. It's true. I just don't like it. <laughs> no argument okay. here. All right, so that's my least favorite character. Anything with them, because I, I just don't like their characters. Uh, all right, what? and you said the worst revamp villain for you was uh, Green Goblin. My worst revamp villain, I could not pick one because I, I just love them all. I think, that, I think they're, they've done great. If I had to pick one... This is why you can't... This is why you can't listen to Evan's review. No, listen. Because he likes okay. it too much. He rated a 10.5. That means it's just <laughs> unrealistic. All right, okay. I got, I got one that I... That I uh, listen to the cynicism. That I pulled out here is uh, Craven the Hunter. And I, I picked that because oh, he, like, juices himself and, like, genetically enhances himself, so he's got, like, leopard powers or something. And I was like, okay, that's dumb. I like Craven the Hunter back best when he's, like the master hunter and it's just like skill alone but then i also love what they did with him because it's like he's 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 kind of like this background villain for a little bit during the dr octopus saga but then he comes out at the very end and spider-man's gonna have this epic showdown with him and spider-man's like no i don't want to fight you and craven's like you're gonna fight me and like jumps at him and spider-man like punches him once and he's out <laughs> yeah and then that was like yeah, yeah and then speaking of go ahead oh no um craven the hunter i I really couldn't care much less yeah, about he, him. In he's all not honesty. a great villain. I uh, it did remind me though one of the story arcs that I thought was super weird and I didn't really like. I didn't like the way they did it because it was just kind of that was it. It was the whole vampire. Oh yeah, I didn't like that at all. With, with they brought Blade like, in and they had Morbius in there too. I was I was fine bringing them in there, but it was like done and I'm like all right well this is it they never come back yeah it was out of left field and it was really creepy I expected them to come back again it was super weird it was a very weird yeah I didn't like those there's like it's like two or three issues but it was it was weird yeah. all right um give me two of your favorite characters just your characters from the so not no specific on villains or anything all right excluding Peter because we all love Peter he's all our favorite character so um. Oh, who are my favorite? Are right, you think I got one? Yeah, Nick Fury. I just read him in the voice of Samuel. Well, that's him. that's the thing. One of the changes the Ultimate Universe made was they made Nick Fury black. Up until then, he had been a white guy. Played. They made Nick Fury Samuel yeah. Jackson. They they asked Samuel Jackson, "Can we put your likeness in this comic book as the new Nick Fury?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> and because of that, that's where we get the Nick Fury we know from the movies is from these Ultimate comics. Except in the Ultimate X Men, I don't like Nick Fury in there as much. Well, that was before they really like nailed down what they were doing with him. He's just he's kind of been all over the place a yeah. little bit. Now in the Ultimate Spider Man, I like. Yeah. Him. Because he's he's the Nick Fury we know all know and love from the movies and stuff. So, but the reason I like him, I like him because he's Nick Fury, but also because in the Ultimate Spider-Man comics, he's got a very unique and special relationship with Peter, which is revealed over time. And Peter almost becomes like pretty much the closest thing Nick Fury had to his son. Is yeah. Peter, and it's re- it's it's actually really touching at the end, uh, at the end there, and it's really it's really good. 
All I know is that Nick Fury disappeared, and I still don't know what happened. To you him. gotta read Ultimate Power, man. Is that before he comes back and kills Magneto? Yes. Well, but he disappears after that. Who, he who knows what he's doing, and man? Now he's gone he's again. always like, he got his arm chopped off, it grew back. Who even knows? So. <laughs> oh. Hey, whatever happened, this reminded me real quick of people. The, uh, the croc. The croc? The lizard? What's his the lizard. That's what I said. <laughs> he was like, like there were a bunch of references and stuff to him being in there and Peter helping him, but I never saw the yeah. issues. Did I just No, I know what you're saying because I didn't remember reading about the lizard either. But I, yeah, you saw him in flashbacks. Because, because Dr. Connors and him had this conversation. He was like, hey, thanks for really helping me out last time with my family yeah. or whatever and, you know, helping me out and saving me. But... <laughs> He Maybe that happened there. in a different series. Worst revamped villain. <laughs> the lizard. Because he does he's not even in there. He's a flashback. <laughs> Alright, so I'll take Nick Fury and then another one. I I listed like five here. I would say another one is uh Aunt May. In the in the original comic, she's a frail old lady. In this one, she's older, but she's like she's got some spunk. Like an old hippie. Yeah, woman. she used to be a hippie. <laughs> before she uh, before she was widowed. I, I like that. Like, not like right before she was widowed, but way back in the day. <laughs> Uncle Ben had a ponytail. I liked I I do not. <laughs> okay, you're right. I just like it because it's an ultimate Spider-Man. I'm being biased. No, you shouldn't have a ponytail. <laughs> but it adds to the fact that she was a hippie. So she married a guy with a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Bunch of weird things happened in the sixties. <laughs> All right, so did you pick a favorite character of yours? Uh, I like Jonah. Jay He's Jonah. on my list too, man. We are we are in cahoots here. I've always, I've always liked him. I also think the guy who played him in the lame Spider-Man movies, the Tobey Maguire, is J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, absolutely. Like, the, like he was born for that yes. role. Um, that's my belief. I, I, I believe you. I, I share that belief. He, yeah. Yeah, no, I like, I, like, I feel like they give him, they give him a good depth. Um, with how he changes in the story and stuff. Yeah, he's got um, a character arc. It, which does remind me, I didn't, yeah, he does. He does, which I like. But I didn't like how... Peter, like, what he did with the Daily Bugle. He wasn't photographing Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, he wasn't a photographer. He was a, um, he was the Daily Bugle's webmaster, which is more of a realistic job that they would give a 15-year-old kid No, what major newspaper is giving a, what major, this is supposed to be a major newspaper is giving a 15-year-old kid that responsibility? No. I guess you're right. I just, I didn't like that. I wish he had... I don't know. I didn't like his relationship with the bugle. Not the but you liked it, your, his relationship bugle. with yeah. JJJ. Yeah. I love J, J cubed. <laughs> yeah. He had a great arc, and especially toward the end there, uh, it was really cool to see how his character developed. I thought that was good. Um, yeah, I think even... 
I like even how his character's developed even beyond, even into the Miles Morales. Yeah. You know who I love is the is the Kingpin's three henchmen. Eh. They're just, their interactions they're with Spider-Man are funny. All right. Uh, give me, give me real quick. Give me one of your least favorite characters from the series, if you haven't already mentioned it. Uh, my least favorite character has to be the Green Goblin. I just, I can't <laughs> stand him. But I already said him. So I know there's somebody else that drives me crazy, but I can't remember. I already told is. you mine: Moon Knight, Iron Fist, possibly Elektra. Don't like him. All right. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight was super weird. I'm like, I don't know what who you are, what your point is. So let's do our last thing here. Uh, what? Are, so we talked about characters, talked about villains. Just moments. What are some of your favorite moments from the series? And this might contain spoilers, but you were warned. So. Oh. I, this is going to sound super weird, but one of my favorite moments is when Peter dies. Not spoiler! <laughs> no, I like that scene. I don't like that Peter dies. I thought that was ridiculous. But I like the drama. Oh, oh yeah. That's, way, that's there. way better death scene than real Spider-Man from yeah, the I real just, universe. I don't know, but at the same time, I don't know. That's a weird. I know it's a weird scene to like because I don't really like that he died. I thought that was well, stupid. dude. It's because you've been reading but, fifteen years worth of comics and you're so attached to this character, and then he dies, and he dies in a really heroic. It was like it was like way. look. All right, here's an, here's another spoiler. One thing I hated about the comics is I read so it was like twelve years worth of comics on with Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. So so I've read through twelve years worth of comics. And he's only made it to being 16. Or something like that. Maybe, he started at know, 15, 12 years with the comics. Now he's 16. And it's just like, you know, can't you give him a little bit more age than that? Can you ever get out of high school? Yeah. But, I don't know. Yeah, it, based yeah, on the timeline cool. they give you in the, in the series, his time as Spider-Man was pretty short, yet made a huge impact on the world. Especially New York in general. Or in particular, sorry, not in general. Yeah. So what was your, what's like one of your favorite moments? My absolute favorite happened in the second story arc of the whole series. And it's where he had, or not in the second story arc, it's later. Where he, it's the second time he's fighting the kingpin. And so the first time he fought the kingpin, he got an extradited from the country and everything. But then the kingpin found a whole bunch of loopholes and got back in there. And so this time, like, he kind of wrecked some of the kingpin's operations, but he wasn't able to, you know causes big a damage to him as the, as the last time. So the Kingpin's up in this, like, fancy restaurant in this skyscraper, reading a newspaper. Or no, he's eating his food, and then he looks up, and Spider-Man is just sitting across from him at the yeah. table in full costume, reading the newspaper, and he's just like, you know, I don't understand you. <laughs> he just starts talking to Kingpin. He's like, "How you can just do whatever you want to. I mean, they caught you murdering a guy on videotape. You're still walking free. I don't understand. And he's just talking to him. Yeah. And Kingpin, like, they have this conversation. And then Spider-Man gets up to leave. And Kingpin's like, <laughs> Kingpin, yeah. Kingpin's like, young man, have you webbed my feet to the floor? <laughs> and he's like, maybe. <laughs> and he runs away. Uh, so yeah, funny. That part's funny. So funny.
Yeah, I I like that part. That part was good. All right, you got anything else? Because I got one or two more. Oh, you go for it. Anytime Spider-Man finds himself outside of New York City, he just freaks out like no tomorrow. Because he's 15, he's like, I am so grounded forever. And he just freaks out and talks to himself. Love it. He talks to himself yes, a lot. Yes, he does. It's great. And then uh, there's a couple other ones, but uh, one of my other favorite ones is Spider-Man. His costume has been eaten by Venom because Venom was on him and he like, ate the costume. So he and he broke up with Mary Jane, and so and so <laughs> yeah. she can't. You know, he she's the one who sews him all the costumes. So he's like, God ah, dang it. So he's a. Uh, He's like in the half of a costume in blue jeans and it's all loose and baggy and his mask doesn't fit right. And this lady's like, you know, get, getting mugged. And so he goes to stop the muggers and the mugger's like, who are you supposed to be? He's like, what, you don't read the papers? I'm Spider-Man. He's like, and the thug's like, where's your costume? And he's like, your mom's washing it for me. And, <laughs> and then one of the other thugs goes, oh, snap! <laughs> like giving Spider-Man props and then they fight. It's was, it was just funny. I laughed. That is funny. Ah... Uh, all right. So yeah, all in all, great series. All right, all right. but look, we Go gotta, ahead. we gotta, we gotta cross this bridge. All right, let's cross here. the bridge. Which bridge? Into the Miles Morales. Lane. Correct. Because as J Beck has already spoiled, Spider Man dies, but they keep the series going because a new young man takes up the mantle of Spider Man. His name is Miles Morales. A uh, was he half African American, half uh, Puerto Rican kid? Yeah. So. So, bridge cross. What do you want? I hate. I I hate it all. I, <laughs> it's just like, how come we can't just have Peter Parker, Spider Man, or no Spider Man? I mean, you can't have Spider Man without Peter Parker. Miles Morales, sure, he's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. Uh, and they keep the story going with all the other characters that you know and love from the Peter Parker era who are interacting with Miles and his adventures. You know. Barely. They make brief references. He teams up all the time with Peter Parker's creepy girl clone. Mm, they do team up several times, and that's weird. I enjoy... Um, I, it, that whole thing weirds me out. <laughs> that's enough. One of my least favorite moments was... Oh, I think when her, her and... Human Torch made out or something. Yeah, and then Human Torch goes home and tells regular Peter, and he's like, you what? Because he made out with a girl clone of Peter Parker. Really funny. It's super it was weird. weird. It's super also weird. very it's funny. It's awkward. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Peter Parker goes and like throws but like, up. All right, so, so Peter Parker dies, and I feel like there's a lot of stuff like, I don't feel like I get closure from a lot of people. They just kind of cut the Human Torch nice man out. You gotta go read Ultimate Comics X Men. They give him closure. What about what about the torch? I actually don't know what happens to the torch. Uh huh. Well, so there you go. So, and, well, see, this is this is the problem that we get into here. So now I have to go read all these other comics. I don't want to read all these other comics. I just want to. You brought them into this comic. Give them closure in this comic. I agree. They should do that. Doesn't always happen, but because they want you to go and read the other comic books and buy more stuff and make more, make them more money. True. So that's, that's what they want you to do. The Miles Morales was interesting. I'm I'm not a fan though because you can't have Spider Man without Peter. That's like somebody else. It's like not Clark Kent being. It's Peter true. Man. He's not like he's not Spider Man. 
but I like him as a character. I like him as a maybe like a Spider-Man sidekick because he is going to. No. They are going to bridge these things, and now he's going to go over to the the regular Marvel universe. I like him kind of like as a Spider-Man side character, kind of like Superboy. I like Superboy. He's a clone of Superman. I like him as a character. He's one of my favorite combo characters, but he's not Superman. And he never will be. I think part of the problem problem with Miles Morales is they try to make him too much like Peter. It's like they try to make him, give him a lot of personality of things like Peter. He's definitely a lot like Peter when he puts on the costume and he's cracking jokes and stuff. Yeah, I'm just like, eh, you can't do this. I love it when he takes down the Green Goblin. And then he's like, boom! <laughs> takes, that, was, that was funny to me. All right. So, anyway. Yeah, you got some good points. But I, I, think, he's, I think he's a good character. But he, you're right, he's not Spider-Man. Only Peter Parker. I mean, Spider-Man. I didn't say it wasn't a good character. I just, I don't like it. If you're going to read this... You maybe should just read up the death of Spider-Man. And if you were gonna read this, you may not want to read this now because you just got it all spoiled for you. Even if you listen to this and you didn't read it, you should still read it. Yeah, you should read it, and I would advise you read it after the death of Spider-Man. Read through the Miles stuff because it has a great payoff at the end, doesn't it, Jay Beck? Uh, possibly. Yes, yes, it does. So I don't, I don't know. I well. I can't see if you stopped yet, right there, though, wouldn't it have a great end? No. It's enough closure for me. That's all I'm saying. No. It's no, enough for me. Enough there closure. we go. <laughs> all right. And from there, we do the whole wrap-up for the Static Blade podcast episode. I'll leave that out, and I'll do the wrap-up uh, right here. So... I guess there's nothing left to say. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, thanks for listening. I won't say what Ben always says. Instead, I will pull open this comic book, and I will read a random line out of it. And that line is, instead of worrying about them, you should be asking about her. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.